This is On Location. I'm Joe Mamlin. Today's episode comes to you on location from the Blackfeet Nation in Montana and Charlottesville, Virginia. But first, On Location is produced by the NCO Communications Committee with special production assistance from Tim Leitner and me. You can find the podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. On today's show, Mary Ellen Keeley welcomes guest Jayla Wells, who's the project manager for the federal grant at the Blackfeet Child Support Office. They discuss this grant, charting a course for economic mobility, which involves 15 states and two tribes. Their conversation centers around the Blackfeet Nation's approach to the project, the importance of young Blackfeet developing a strong cultural identity, and how those relate to the grant's overarching goals of educating and motivating teens and young adults to postpone parenthood and to become responsible parents when the time is right. And Jayla herself is an outstanding example of how commitment to one's culture and one's community can lead to great things. It's going to be a great show, so stick around. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to NCIA On Location, coming to you from Blackfeet Nation and Virginia. Today, we are pleased to have a guest who is new to the NCIA podcast. I'm Mary Ellen Keeley with, the, with Virginia Child Support in Crozet, Virginia. Jayla, will you introduce yourself? <clears throat> Hello, my name is Jayla Wells. I'm an enrolled member of the Blackfeet Tribe and was born and raised here on the Blackfeet Reservation where I still reside. I am a mom of a four-year-old, three-year-old, and eight-month-old. I currently work at the Blackfeet Child Support Program and in the project manager for the Office of Child Support Services, Economic Mobility, and Responsible Parenting Grant. So Jayla, what got you interested in the Child Support Program? Well, um, this job the project manager job being advertised is what initially got me interested in the child support program. I didn't have a lot of knowledge about child support when I saw the job being advertised, but it piqued my interest because as I mentioned before, prior to my current role, I was already working under a teen pregnancy prevention grant. So I thought to myself, uh, my education background aligns so well with this job and I don't think I mentioned it before, but my education background is um, I have a bachelor's in health and human performance with a concentration in community health and preventative sciences. So I knew, and just by reading the description of the job, I knew like this is what I went to school for. And I, you know, I could finally use all this knowledge and that I spent my time and spent my money on um, and use it in this, in this role. So anyways, I've gained some experience uh, working under, 
under the previous grant and I thought to myself, maybe I should apply. I went back and forth on whether or not to apply. And I think my imposter's, imposter syndrome was holding me back a little bit. And on top of all that, I was about eight, almost nine months pregnant when the job was advertised. So I was also unsure of how getting a new job and adding another little baby to my family would work out. But I had a lot of family and friends who really encouraged me to apply. And I knew if I got the job, it would help me gain so much more experience and knowledge and that it would give me an opportunity to be able to be a part of something that could make it and make a positive impact on my community. Not that I wasn't already doing that in my previous job, um, but I knew it would also give me the opportunity to take a step up in my professional career. So I applied and was over the moon when I found out I got the job and so excited to dive right in and get to work. I had my baby, a little boy, and two weeks later, I started my job as the project manager. And ever since, I've been learning more and more about child support, and I have so much respect for all the hard work my coworkers do and all the hard work that anyone who's in child support does. Excellent. So as the title of this podcast suggests, we're going to talk about one of the federal demonstration grants currently being managed by 15 states and two tribes. The goal of this three-year demonstration project is to educate and motivate teens and young adults to postpone parenthood until after they complete their education, start a career, and engage in a committed relationship. OCSS awarded grants in two phases, August of 2020 and July of 2021. And the recipients in Cohort 2 will work with Cohort 1 to learn best practices and receive technical assistance as they plan and implement their programs. Um, and I believe, Jayla, we are both part, I, I'm a project manager myself, you are also part of Cohort 2, correct? Yes. Okay, excellent. So now that we know a little bit about each other and about the project, let's jump right in. So tell me about your project, Jayla. So um, to start off, the project's name is Iksuksuksik, which means good future in Blackfeet. And our target age groups are 14 to 24. The vision of the project is that young Blackfeet see a good future for themselves and have the tools to build that future, including financial literacy, knowledge of responsible parenting practices, and most of all, a strong cultural identity. The objectives are increased financial literacy, develop parenting skills and knowledge, strengthen connection to Blackfeet culture and exposure to Blackfeet language. Um, and some of our curriculum components and how we plan to achieve those objectives are like for our teens age 14 to 19, we are going to implement a financial literacy curriculum through the high school we want to implement a curriculum at the middle school as well. We are planning on doing a summer camp um, with manpower in the summer of 2024. And then we are also building a, a digital curriculum that will be offered through a learning management system that teens and young parents ages 14 to 24 could take our non-compliant child support clients. Um, 
And then for our community members at large, we're planning on doing the Indigi Dreams community storytelling event. Um, we have actually had our first uh, advisory group meeting this past week. So those are those members are all um, professionals, uh, cultural leaders in our community. And then we have our youth advisory group, which is made up of our Pakani Youth Council. Um, and then we just attained two youth interns. Excellent. So is this your first grant project? Um, well, before I got this job, I previously worked under a um, different grant under Manpower um, as a community outreach technician. Um, and so it's not my first. And I also hope it's not my last because I really enjoy working with grants and I think they can bring such great opportunities and make a positive impact on a community. And I mean, you just can't beat having a job that gives you those types of opportunities and experiences. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I um, feel, feel really blessed and privileged to be able to work on the grants here in Virginia. So what are you most excited about for your project? Well, that's a really hard question because, I mean, everything about the project is just so exciting. But if I would have to pick, I'm most excited to see the outcome of this project, as I'm sure everyone, and as you could probably relate, Mary Ellen, um, the, and the other grantees in the cohorts know that a lot of logistical work goes into a project, no matter what it is. You have to obtain partnerships, organize, make agendas, go over details, etc. Um, so you do a lot of visioning and talking and planning. And don't get me wrong, all of that stuff, all of that in itself is really exciting. Anytime the project team and I sit down and meet about the project, I leave the conversation or meeting with such a joyful feeling, excited about what's to come, and honestly, honestly, just happy to be part of such a cool project. So I can only imagine how great it will be to, you know, to get to the light at the end of the project management tunnel and see all of our hard work really come to fruition and to see the impact it will make on our, well, on my community and more specifically our target population, which is the young adults in my community. That was a great answer. I wanted to like take notes so that I could say that when someone asked me the same question about what I enjoy about project management and captured that really well. <laughs> um, so what are you most worried about? What do you think might go wrong? Um, well, I am a very seize the cup half full type of person. So I always just try to remain positive and fully believe that whatever you put out into the universe comes back to you. So I'm not really worried about anything. I believe we have a great project team and every single person is part of the team for all the right reasons. And on top of that, we are heavy on community and youth voice. We, like I mentioned before, we have a youth advisory committee, committee which is made up of members from the Pekani Youth Council. Um, that are all youth, a part of our community. And then we have our advisory committee. We also have the two youth interns that come from our community as well. Um, and then all of these people will help shape our project and will play a part in making the curriculum culturally relevant and relatable to our target age group. So really, how can I be worried about 
anything when I have a team like that. And I guess if I did have to say what my biggest worry would be is not having enough time to do all the things we want to do. That's what no cost extensions are for. (laughs) Thankful we have that, that safety net built into these, the project (laughs) design for us. So speaking of the end, what, what, what did you really hope to accomplish? Like what is your definition of success on your project? So this past summer, I taught a financial literacy class to 80 plus youth in my community and the opportunity kind of just fell in the laps of the project team and I. So we had to say, we had, I want to say a couple weeks or maybe even a week to put to put together a four day financial literacy curriculum. So with the collaboration of the whole team, we managed to do just that. And then it was put on my shoulders to facilitate the curriculum. And I've had a few experiences facilitating outreach activities in my college career, but never to this amount of people or to this specific age group. So I wouldn't say I was under a lot of pressure from anyone, maybe just besides myself, but before I went into the first day of the class, I told myself, you know what, if I could even make a positive impact on just one of the youth, then that would be enough for me. And that's all that mattered. So the class ended up going really great. And we had them do post surveys and those had a lot of positive feedback as well. So I know we accomplished or I accomplished that goal I had set my for myself and excelled past that. And um, that is the way I see the project as a whole. I really just want to have a positive impact on my community and the youth in my community and to provide them with services, activities and opportunities that set them up to have a good future. And maybe we don't reach every youth in this age group, but you know, every individual impact we make matters. And that is truly why I'm in this position. And I am so passionate about the work we do. If we can make that impact, then I would for this project define that as success. Fantastic. So what happens with the um, the programs that are set up um, within this grant project after the grant period is over? Have you talked or thought about what what the life of these things look like when the grant's done? Well, <clears throat> from the beginning, when the grant application was created by my boss and the director uh, of the child support program here um, on the Blackfeet Res- Reservation, Miss Agnes Blackweasel, sustainability was always a part of the plan. So once the grant ends, that doesn't mean the project is just gone as well. Through this project, um, we are creating a curriculum that is culturally relevant to the target age group. So said curriculum will always be available for use. And one of the components of our project is making the, like I mentioned before, making the curriculum digital through a learning management system. That will be a part of the Blackfeet Manpower One Stop Center's training and educational division. And then we are also partnering with them on the upcoming summer camp. And they hold a camp for the youth every summer. Um, so this summer we'll partner with them to create what we will call the Ixixixix camp. And if all things go well, which I'm sure they will, the camp will carry on as well after the grant period has ended. 
um and yeah so that's how i i know once the grant period ends that the all the components and everything that was created through the project will carry on so was there were there any before before i kind of move towards wrap up of our conversation today was there anything else about the grant project like pieces that you are really passionate about that you didn't have a chance to elaborate on is there anything you wanted to to talk more about um well i guess there was one thing that I didn't include in the culture, I mean, the components. Um, we're planning on doing, I mentioned the Pekani Youth Council, and I guess I didn't really explain them too much, but they're a nonprofit organization within our community that consists of, I believe it's 11 council members, and they're all, like I said, all youth that are um, in our community, and I believe their ages are like 14 to to 20 and um they they have like their own mission and their own goals and their own all of that but it aligns so well with um, our vision and our objectives we have going with the with the project and uh one of the new things that we're talking about doing with them is uh called YPAR it's youth participate youth participatory action research so it's like that it's like the youth will go out they'll do the research themselves they'll identify a problem and then they'll make a plan to address that problem um and that's something i'm really excited to do with the project as well because it gives those youth the opportunity to you know do it all themselves and it may in my head, I'm thinking it will create like a domino effect, right? Because those youth will learn, um, they'll learn how to go out and do the research and they'll learn how to identify problems. And then they'll learn how to make a plan to address those problems. Um, and I know like just the, the youth that are part of the council are really passionate about making a change in their community, being the voice for, for all the other youth. Um, and then even our like interns always we brought this up to them as well and they were they were like oh yeah that is so cool because i feel like there's a lot of times when there's things made for the youth that um that don't really include any any youth input that they can't really relate to so i really think this is going to be a great um great add-on to the project and i'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of that and um it will just be exciting to watch the youth identify a problem and then work through it themselves. And I hope that it will encourage other youth in our community to do the same thing. And that's, that's awesome. And I think even a model for the rest of us and the grant work that we do, somebody said something to me once, it was uh, nothing about me without me. And it really kind of resonated with me. I, I think about that as far as, um, you know, even the decisions that our, 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 my manager makes, you know, like she asked me, what do you, what would you want to do? And um, what does that look like? And I think it, it helps with um, people being interested and in being part of the project and then the outcome of the project being successful, getting that, that um, lived experience and, and youth voice from, from the beginning. So that's, that's fantastic. So mm -hmm. any last thoughts or wisdom you'd like to leave our listeners with today, Jayla? Yes. So this morning I sat down at my desk and I knew this may be a question that would come up. 
So I was really thinking, uh, what kind of wisdom or thoughts could I leave this audience with that was relevant to this specific podcast? And, um, and I have this little like inspirational quote calendar. So every day I flip the page to the date it is and I get to read some little inspirational quote for the day. And I know that may seem corny to other people, but I mean, hey, don't don't knock it till you try it because it honestly makes uh, a really big difference in my day, getting to always look forward to reading something inspirational. So anyways, I flipped over to today's date, October 13th, and on the page, it has this quote from Elon Musk that says, when something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. And I was like, wow, this, you know, this quote resonates so much with this podcast I, in, in this question. So that's what I want to leave the listeners with today, because I'm assuming most of the audience are going to be other grantees and other professionals in the child support world. But I, whoever may be listening, I'm sure they are all doing important work. And like I mentioned before, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think I mentioned this before, but just as an example, I'm sure um, the other grantees may, may be able to, to relate to this is that sometimes project management can be a tunnel of all these different and important things that you need to get done. And especially if roadblocks or setbacks come up, it gets hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it may feel like maybe sometimes the odds are not in our favor. But just as the wise quote from Elon Musk says on my little inspirational calendar sitting on my desk, when something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. And the work uh, we are all doing, you are all doing is important. So always remember, um, always remember your end vision and your end goal and why you are doing the work you are doing. Uh, and be positive, be persistent, and be passionate about the work you're doing. Um, I'm I'm so lucky to work in a position that makes me excited to get up and go to work every day. And I hope that's how all the other grantees feel because I believe we are all doing such great, impactful, and rewarding work. And I believe if you truly believe that and put that energy into the universe, it all comes back to you 10 times over and um yeah that's my wisdom uh and i just wanted to thank you so much Ellen, for giving me this opportunity and having me on the podcast well thank you jayla you know when i when i have guests like you i i feel like i should just like this drop the mic moments of just all right now we're done she said everything that needed to be said but i do have to do my my, my wrap up so on behalf of the podcast team I want to thank you for joining us today for another episode of NCA On Location. Speaking with me and sharing a little bit about yourself, thank you for all that you do in the child support grant community. Thanks to our listeners for joining us today. I'm Mary Ellen Keeley, and this has been NCA On Location. Well, thanks again very much to Jayla for joining us on the show today and sharing all of her ideas and experiences. And thanks, of course, to Mary Ellen for putting together such a great episode. 
On Location is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. We have a lot of great episodes on the way, so be sure to subscribe and check out our previous work as well. We also appreciate your ratings, feedback, comments, and suggestions. If you have an idea for a topic or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us using the contact link on our website. On Location is a production of the NCIA Communications Committee with special production assistance from Tim Leitner and me. Thanks for joining me. I'm Joe Mamlin, and this has been On Location.